1: and welcome to episode 93, only seven away from episode 100 of B&I The Australian Story. My name is Veronica and I'm here with our Executive Director of Melbourne South and our host of The B&I Australian Story, Mr Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent.
0: Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. Great to be here again. Hey, seven to go. We're going to have to do something special. There's seven weeks to work that out. Don't know what it's going to be, but... uh, we will have to be something special. We'll have to work out for uh, number 100. So uh, that's huge. Yeah. Hey, uh, how's your week been? Because I thought I was going to have a really cruisy week and I've jinxed myself. I've been absolutely flat out.
1: I think everyone's feeling a little bit like that at the moment and I've actually spoken to a whole bunch of people um, who are all saying something similar. They're feeling a bit of fatigue, like they've come back so strong, they get a little bit of a break and then we're just not still gig fit. We're still trying to find our way in this new world, so yeah, I know it's a bit, a bit like that for everyone. But I hope you get some time to yourself.
0: Yeah, I um, I just came off a one to one, so I'm a sucker for punishment. I put in a. We had an executive director meeting today, then a one to one, then this, so I'm, I'm, yeah, loading everything in. But I come off to a one to one with a uh, with a guy from one of our cha- chapters. Um. Jack McMahon, who's a who's a video guy, and we we're talking about collaboration. And he was telling me he gets together with four other video guys from different chapters, and they talk about how they can help each other work together, what's working for them in their BNI chapters. So even though they are competitors, they're collaborating with each other, and some of them actually will get each other to to uh, to come and help them or fill in. Or if uh, someone gets a job that's not really their what they really specialise in or their passion, they'll pass it on to others. So how great is that? Uh, Just because they're all in B&I, the collaboration. And, um, you know, even though they, you know, you'd be seen everywhere else at their competition with a scarcity mentality because they've got an abundance mentality, they can actually see the benefits of work to that. And I thought that was really cool.
1: I think so, Jack, I know Jack because he's uh, from one of the online chapters and he's a very new member to B&I. So I think it's fantastic that we're um, embracing this sense of collaboration especially for the new members who can understand that they're not just building their sales team they're building their own sales force because now they can take any referral that comes in if they don't have the equipment they've got someone to reach out to to borrow some more or to be able to source some more if they don't have the staff they can bring on an extra person to help them with that particular job but that is actually a great lead into something I was going to ask you today and that is how important is it for one person, one member in one chapter to go and visit other members and visit other chapters and collaborate on a chapter level.
0: Oh, absolutely. And we actually spoke about this during the one-to-one. If you're having trouble getting subs, uh, the best way is to go and build relationships at other chapters and work in with someone and do a sub deal where you know you can that person can sub for you you can sub for that person it's a great way to do it it's another great way you'll meet people in professions that aren't represented within your group and possibly you know work on building cross chapter relationships and referral partners and and collaborate with those people in those other chapters as well. There's a there's a bigger world, BNI world, outside your own chapter. So I really recommend people to go and visit other chapters. One of the great things we see is a lot of people go and visit other chapters, and. They, they see something that the chapter is doing that they can bring back to their other chapter, which is probably best practice that their chapter isn't doing. And then they go to the leadership team and say, oh, I visited this other chapter, they were doing this, and I noticed we're not doing that. How come? And it seems to work really well for them. And sometimes, you know, they, their chapter is taking it out of the agenda and hasn't put it back in, and they're missing part of it. So that can help with the quality control also.
1: And it's fantastic too to collaborate with people in your same industry because you get a chance to workshop ideas, ask them, you know, you're doing that really, really well. Can you give me some tips on that? And so to be able to do that within the B&I network, it's a great, safe way to collaborate with other people, like-minded people who are all about being positive, being supportive and helping each other grow and thrive in business while we're having fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely wholeheartedly agree. Hey, great to chat, but I, I want to get on to our guest today because uh, she is fantastic. Uh, a real treat for our listeners today. Uh, our guest actually presented to the uh, Director and Ambassador teams at the recent Australian conference. She is a member in Western Sydney. So I'd like to uh, introduce Sarah Bowling, who is the Chief Excitement Officer of uh the perfect pitch guru. Sarah, welcome to B&I the Australian Story podcast.
2: Beautiful. Thank you
1: Brad. Brad, thank you Veronica. An absolute privilege and absolute pleasure to be here today. I um, missed you at the conference and I can't wait to hear some of the tips that I'm going to be able to take from this uh this time together. So, yeah, no pressure. No yeah. pressure.
0: <laughs> and just to our Australian listeners here, if you if you did miss any of our uh people who were doing presentations at the conference there was uh there was video links shared uh with the executive director team so um hopefully they'll be posted on bni business builder eventually but uh you should be able to get access to it and uh sarah's presentation was uh was fantastic Loved that you did a great job and uh that's why i'm so excited to have you on today onto the podcast so like we ask everyone sarah how long have you been in bni
2: my golly, I have been an enthusiastic BNI member for just over two and a half years and have absolutely loved my journey thus far.
0: And uh, you're a speaking coach in your chapter, which I believe is BNI Warriors. So where can we find BNI Warriors? And I'm glad you've taken off the warrior face paint for our interview today.
2: Absolutely, yeah, I've just taken it off, just come out the meeting. So we meet at a beautiful little cafe called Nexus Cafe. It's in Balkan Hills, obviously we are in Sydney, and really great chapter, we're a lunchtime chapter, we pretty much start the ball rolling at about half past 11, you know, everyone's enthusiastic, Um, meeting starts at 12, wrapped up by 1.15, and always open to having other BNI members come and visit us and come and say hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and our, our listeners will probably work out you're not from Australia originally, you're from South Africa. And you have a funny story about how you actually found out about BNI because you didn't find out about it in Australia.
2: Yeah. So, uh, what basically happened is back in South Africa, I was the sales and marketing director for our family business, it was tourism and hospitality. My side gig at the time was I was a professional speaker, and as I often say, I had the privilege of speaking on some of the largest stages alongside some of the greatest speakers on the African continent. In that journey, I was invited to speak at a BNI national conference in South Africa. It was absolutely phenomenal. I still remember it as if it was yesterday. I loved the organization, but we were not, or I was not in a position to join at that time because of the tourism work. Early mornings was, was kind of where we were hands on the ground. Anyway, a few years later, we landed up in this beautiful, beautiful country down under Australia, which we now get to call home. I visited my brother up in Queensland, and he's with, I think his chapter is BNI Bushfire under Bernie, part of Burnie's region. And went to one meeting with him, and I said, yeah, this is pretty good. So then, of course, we landed up in Sydney. This is where it gets interesting. We had no home. We had no family, no friends. We knew we were going to live in the, in the hills area. So I Googled VNI, found this chapter called Warriors, and I looked on the map and I thought, well, that's really easy because the roads in Australia, man, they are confusing. <laughs> I, get I just yes. out of the area and go straight, get to the T junction and go left. I will find the brewery. And if they're meeting at the brewery, they've got to be a good bunch. <laughs> so I found I found warriors purely by accident. I walked in, I was so warmly welcomed. And um, there were a couple of South Africans in the group as well, so of course they Tucked me under their wing, and I never looked back. I didn't visit another chapter. I felt like Warriors was home.
0: So you've uh, you've, you've come to Australia with nothing, and your first point of call is to find a BNI group, basically.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's all about, you know, it's all about people and finding high quality, like minded business people like myself. Where do you find them? And the phrase that comes to mind is birds of a feather flock together and you know I was really I was really intentional in, in how I wanted to meet people and where I wanted to meet people and what I wanted to do with those people because it's you know it's not really about it's not just about business, you know people go to be an eye for business, but they stay for the people. And that, for me, was, was really what counted. That was the thing that was so powerful for me was the great, great group of warriors.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so that was that the incentive to actually put in an application when you actually went along and saw them or, or, or um, you know, what was it? We really like to find out what was really the hook in the meeting where you thought, yeah, this is for me.
2: There were so many hooks. I I love the vibe. We, they're quite a vibrant chapter. It's very much a family kind. You just get a feeling that it's a family kind of vibe. And again, being in a family-run business my whole life, I guess that was something that really drew me in. And, you know, there were a couple of key people who, who were just so good. And, you know, we look back now, they were not actually visitor hosts. They were just normal card-holding members, who were ready to warmly welcome and you know they couldn't they couldn't have made me feel more welcome if they tried
0: honestly. So two and a half years ago this was you must have just got into the country just before the pandemic.
2: Ooh, it's a little thing called luck. <laughs> so, <laughs> we arrived with a, a one-way ticket. We landed in Sydney on the 29th of November 2019 and I always say, if you'd been in the airport that day, you would have seen my husband, myself, and our two daughters walking through the airport. We had eight bags and a six-string guitar. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. (laughs) So, yeah, we were starting with absolutely nothing, but, you know, a heart full of dreams.
0: So can you actually, you've grown your business to where it is today. You started the business at the start of COVID. And actually joined the BNI Warriors chapter, um, sort of. So where is that? Where is that taking you? Um, being a part of that B I group because I tell you, what, tough time to start a business. Um, probably that wasn't part of the plan. No,
2: no, that wasn't the plan. The plan was very different. I loved the speaking world. I I really have a passion for the platform, a passion for the stage, and the plan was simple. <laughs> the plan was. <clears throat> i will speak on stages <clears throat> excuse me across australia impacting positively impacting audiences now i had the experience i had no clients no contacts no credibility but i definitely had the drive and then of course when covid happened you know places of worship had restrictions and um, businesses and schools closed overnight and the reality is in the speaking and the training world live gigs they didn't even come to a slow and steady halt. It came to an abrupt, rude, screeching halt. I know that. <laughs> oh, man, it was like, whoo, there you go all your dreams, baby. But, you know, we chatted and I, you know, My husband said, I always say I married him not just for his good looks. He's obviously got a good brain. And he was the one who said, says, in South Africa, you just had a tribe of people. I mean, our farewell was just, there were hundreds of people and they were our closest friends. He said, you built that tribe, certainly, you know, over many, many years, but what started each of those relationships? And when you really, you know, pull everything apart, it's that very first engagement that someone has where they, you know, it's normally like, hey, who are you? And, you know, whether it's casual or in a business setting, and ultimately it is that 30-second pitch that starts the ball rolling. You know whether the ball rolls far or not far, it starts at that point. So when I take everything that I'm passionate about, I love sales, I love marketing, I love coaching, I love adult adult coaching, um, I love sharing, I love being creative. And when I put all of that together as a result of COVID, and I don't want to use the word pivot, but it's probably the best word, because of COVID, my hand was forced. And at the time, I was excited, but it was also quite daunting because I had taught the stuff to my own sales teams, but never in the capacity that I'd never envisioned the capacity that it would be today. And when I, you know, they often say, there's a lovely saying, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. And that really applies because I look back and I think, you know, COVID has been it has been really terrible for so many people. Um, I was personally very heavily impacted um, through through loss of of family, mentors, and friends through COVID back in South Africa. You know, really devastating stuff. But I look back and I go, my business would not exist in the capacity it exists if it were not for COVID. But and this is this is the big thing. Could I have done it alone? And the answer is probably because I'm not scared. You know, I'll go out there and make the magic happen. But the vehicle that really led to the success, the thing that really helped me get there at the pace that I've got there was really b and whether this was a B&I podcast or not, I say the same thing. Even when I meet people who are afraid of starting a new business because it can be downright daunting. I lit my words up. I built my business on BNI. So for that, I'm so grateful. And again, connecting those dots, that conference, you know, 5,000 people, whatever it was, going to Bushfire in Queensland, beautiful chapter, finding warriors because it was easy to get there. (laughs) Don't confuse me. (laughs) It was too much on my plate. Meeting the people that were prepared to say, let's do it. You shared the story of the photographers earlier, where we talk about connecting and collaborating. That's what I found in BNI, is everybody wanted to help me. I mean, maybe they felt really sorry for me. I don't know. (laughs) You know, that is the magic of BNI, really, is, is I built my business on the back of BNI. And I will say it a thousand times over. So grateful.
0: I love it. It's such an amazing story. And um, and we're glad to have you as part of B&I. You're awesome. So um, while we've got you here, and um, that is a great story, why don't we share some of your expert tips on developing the perfect pitch for B&I members. So if you're listening to this, uh, well, if you're not driving and listening to this, maybe pull out a uh, a pen and a piece of paper and because uh, this is going to be some gold for you coming up if you're listening to this right now. So where do we start, Sarah, going forward?
2: Okay. So I use a framework. I've got, I've got a whole system. There's basically eight keys to the entire system that I train, and I do that through through various ways, through workshops, through courses, through an online course, through the academy that I've, I've ultimately built over the two years. But the very first thing that we teach or the very first thing that I share is called the perfect pitch blueprint. And this is the one that I shared at the the conference here in Sydney. But I'm, I'd like to just run through those seven points because often people feel daunted You know, you may may look at your pitch and feel daunted, you you don't know where to start, you don't know where to finish, you don't know what to put in the middle. So this framework is super basic, and literally any business can apply it. So I'll run through those seven points, you can make the notes and, you know, again, if if anyone's got questions, reach out to me, you know, we are here here to make the magic happen for everybody. So first and foremost, the first one super easy. It's your name. <laughs> so number one is your name. And I always, I always advise, use your first name and your last name, your first name and your surname, so that the name stays in people's head when they actually want to refer people to you. It makes it super easy. Yeah? Okay. Number two is what you do. Now, again, often people fall into the trap of, of giving for example, their company name. So if I said, my name is Sarah Bowling from Bowling Enterprises, you know, in truth, that means nothing to anybody unless you've paid me. <laughs> That's what you get invoiced under. And the truth is, it's not enough to bring people in. So the hook is what you do. And again, you can get super creative with it, or you could literally choose what is the seat that I hold or the category that I hold within my chapter. So it could be as simple as that. You know, you want to zing it up a little bit. Start there. We then move into number three. And these are the pains, the pains that your customers or your clients or your prospects are experiencing. And again, I'll give you a couple of kind of consolidated tips at the end. But with that, you might think, you know, what are those pains? If you're not sure, Go back to your invoice book, go back to your incoming emails. What are people needing from you right now? Because that's the low hanging fruit. Again, one, two or three of the pains. Number four is the solution. So that solution could be the service, it could be the product, it could be your company name. And you'll see when I go through mine at the end with these points, it's something that is said mid-sentence. I'll, I'll give it to you now. So through the Perfect Pitch Academy, you will. You can hear I haven't finished that sentence. That's number four, okay? Yep. The solution. Number five is the games. In other words, once I have engaged with you, once I've engaged with, you know, Brent or Veronica or Sarah, once I've actually engaged with you, what happens? Now, that is normally, number five, is often the polar opposites or very closely aligned to
0: number
2: three. Yeah. Number six would be your credibility building statement. Please note, I did not say autobiography (laughs) today. So you wanna have a really nice, short, sharp, succinct credibility statement that will resonate with your prospects or with your audience or with your chapter. And again, it kind of needs to be relevant to whatever the pains and gains are. And number seven is my favorite. This is the invite to engage. And that is literally just saying, hey, if you wanna learn more, I'd love to have a one-to-one or catch up for a coffee or jump on a Zoom meeting, so that you can really let them know, hey, I'm open, the door's open for business. And then of course you may pop your your ideal referral request in there as well. So again, depending on how much time you have, you'd work around, but those seven key elements just give you the A to Z or the 1 to 7 so that you don't feel completely overwhelmed uh, with the actual pitch. Now, the, the three tips I'm going to give you, which apply to all of this, I know it may sound overwhelming. It's part of such a lot no, this,
0: this is great stuff, Sarah, and I can tell you what, I go to a lot of B&I meetings and I sit through some a lot of poor presentations yeah. and uh, all people need to do is apply a, a formula or a format like you've offered them.
2: Absolutely, and the, you know the sad part of a poor presentation, Brent, is as business owners, and I, you know, I see this in, in the chapters that I visit as well. Is generally the people, the the, the actual person doing their pet or doing their referral request, is good at what they do. But when they deliver their weekly referral request, they don't come across as the confident and the competent expert that they actually are. And why don't they do that? Because they lack confidence. What does the framework do? It allows them to find their confidence. So you know, that, that's, that's the joy of the actual framework. Now, the three big tips thrown into the mix is, number one, specific is terrific. So you really want specificity in what you're pitching for. If you give too much, it's really overwhelming and people don't know how to refer you. They don't, they're not exactly sure. You know, are you looking for corporate or non-corporate? You know, it's really gotta be specific and it can be different every week, remember? But every single referral request you give must be specific. And that leads to the second tip, which is to pitch with intent. So, again, it's not about just, you know, walking into the room and hoping you're going to come up with something. Hope is not a strategy, and this is generally where you end up going completely off track. So, what is the intent? You know, am I looking for, you know, for me as an example, sometimes I'm looking to specifically fill my academy, Other times I'm specifically looking for an event organizer so I can get on a stage. So I'm really intentional in how I pitch. The third thing is to have fun. And I know, easier said than done because many people fear public speaking and this is a form of that. But we go back to what is BNI about. It's about people helping people. And even when you hear dreadful (laughs) presentations, you still have an urge to want to help that person. So have fun with that pitch, get creative, you know, pop some stuff in, see if it works. And if it doesn't, well, you get to do it again next week and you'll get better. It's like riding a bicycle. You just get better and better. So what I can do if you want is I can run through my pitch and you can see where those seven key elements actually slot in. Would, Would that be helpful?
0: yeah let's do it
2: let's do it so as you as i'm going through my pitch i'll point out where the numbers are so you can see how yours works. awesome you help and educate educate equip and empower you so number one my name is sarah bowling number two i work with you to create and craft your perfect pitch number three have you ever delivered your pitch and afterwards thought of all the things you could have, you should have, and you would have said if you had just been prepared? Okay, number four, this is mid sentence. Through the perfect pitch academy, you will. Number five, be in a position to deliver your pitch with confidence and clarity to anyone, anywhere, anytime. Number six, With over 20 years of sales and marketing experience, I understand the power of the pitch. Number seven, if you would like to learn more, I'd love to engage with you. My name is Sarah, the perfect pitch guru. The end. Amazing. Yay. And that is, I mean, that is a really simplified pitch. Obviously, you can imagine I go quite crazy with ideas, but that is my go-to pitch if I'm... Busy if I'm consumed, and and that pitch I can do in my sleep, but it says what I
0: do. Yeah, wow, it's uh, some great information here for everyone. Um, I really like, you know, the intent thing you spoke about and the tips because a lot of B&I members they walk into their room each week they don't know what they're going to talk about or ask for, and you know, and that's just not being prepared. And if you're prepared, you know you should be able to walk into that room and know exactly what you want and what you what you're actually the message you're getting across, what sort of referral you'll be asking for that week, and and people just don't put enough preparation into things. And I say to a lot of people when you when you're doing your presentation and you're working out your presentation, work out five weeks worth, so it's not all that hard to change a couple of elements to make it different and make it more interesting because if you're going in uh, doing the same uh, pitch each week, people are going to turn you off because they've heard it before. But if you're mixing it up, they go, oh, hang on, this is a different message. The other thing is, and a big pitfall I think, I think a lot of people fall into, is using their weekly presentation as an opportunity to tell us how they do their work. Correct you know, uh, we don't want to know how you do your work. We know, you know, we we know that you're good at what you do because we've built the relationship with you, done one-to-one testimonials. We don't need to know how you do your work. We need to know who you need to meet and how we're going to engage that person with you, how you'd like to be engaged with that person. And I think that's really key. Yeah, absolutely. hundred
2: percent. Because, you know the other thing I always say is the pitch is not about selling. It's not like you're holding, you know, V. You will buy this right now, and you get free statements. And um, it's not that at all. The, the The perfect pitch ultimately leads to a meaningful conversation, which is easy to get in B and I. Yes, it's the one to one, it leads to the meaningful conversation, which is where the relationship gets built. Because ultimately, that conversation is where the magic actually happens.
0: Yeah, I think people should be directing their presentations to a prospect outside the room, yeah. and because your members of your chapter, they're smart enough to know if that prospects them anyway. If you're selling to the room and it's not for them right now, they'll turn off the message and they won't hear the rest of your message. But if you're focusing on prospects outside the room, and you know with your pain point solution and your gain, I really love that. Um, you know that's really key in there, and they'll actually work that out. And you know. If you're doing that already if you're listening to this and you're selling to the room stop selling to the room uh, it, it won't work for you you know sell through the room and uh, and your main thing is to is to get connected to those people you want to be connected to and then um, have that person you know get get you an appointment or an introduction to those people that's your key from uh, from doing this I believe not a direct sale
1: hundred percent. I, um, I think you've actually provided a couple of really valuable solutions too for some members. Firstly, if you've got a sub coming and you've got your um, your uh, uh, what did you call that, Sarah? Your seven points. Your the perfect pitch blueprints. Yeah, so if you've got your blueprint ready, that's always the go-to when you've got a sub coming. You send them through the blueprint, and you know that they're going to do a great way of representing you and your business. Yep. I think the other thing is too that, um, and we, we've all heard it being BNI members. A member will say, "But how do I refer you?" Well, I think your blueprint it clearly gives you all the words that you need to be able to refer you. In fact. That blueprint could be used uh, when you're listening at a barbecue or you're out and about talking to someone. If someone mentions that pain, all of a sudden we've got your blueprint to be able to say to them, do you know something? Through the Perfect Pitch Academy, we can. I can actually introduce you to someone that I really trust to be able to help you with that. So I think that's a really valuable um, solution for a lot of members who are not quite sure how to articulate exactly what to do to get you the referral and the other thing too is um and i was reminded of this in through my own work is that sometimes you get used to the people in the room and you feel like they need to know what you do where actually they don't always need to know what you do because they they know you you've got to talk to the visitors and so don't worry about maybe your members hearing the same thing too many times, you've got to swap it up, you've got to be creative, you've got to be specific, and that's going to change week to week. But when you've got a blueprint like this, you can't go wrong. So the visitors in the room are always going to get the most valuable 30 seconds out of your... And when you've got an audience for 30 seconds who are open-eared and open-minded to hearing what you've got to say, if you're listening to this podcast, do not waste it because that is a very valuable resource. And we forget that in BNI, that's a privilege for members to be able to stand up and talk and tell someone exactly what you do every week. And they're completely engaged with what you have to say. So I think that you've just provided so much value um, and, and solved so many solutions for members, not just the pitch, but the the why and the yeah. how. Yeah.
0: Absolutely yeah. agree. Sarah, um, where can people find you if they want to engage you? Our website?
2: Our yes. Facebook? Yes, website, Facebook. So my website address is www.perfectpitchguru.com. So nice and easy there, perfectpitchguru.com. And of course, I am on the BNI Connect, so you can search me up, Sarah Bowling. And the Facebook group, if you're keen to join that, is your perfect pitch. And of course, in that group, we really do encourage people to connect, to collaborate and to network. So jump in. It's the opportunity to share away to the world. It's an open platform.
0: Thank you, Sarah Bowling. You are the perfect pitch guru, and we're so privileged to have you on, you're an absolute superstar. Thank you for joining us today on I the Australian Story podcast. Veronica. Uh,
1: another fantastic value-packed uh, episode of the BNI podcast, because of the standard and quality of people that are coming on and sharing their stories, I I am reminded every single podcast, Brent, of how many quality business owners and how many experts in what they do we have within BNI. I I think we forget that as members, you you become, you're looking around the room, but you forget not only in your own room, but regionally, nationally, globally, we have got some unbelievable talent in BNI.
0: Oh, absolutely. It, it, I, I look around the place and I feel really privileged to be a part of this organisation with the, with the talented people we we, we attract. And uh, and uh, it's it's absolutely fantastic and, um, you yeah, I'm really chuffed to be, you know, to be included in, in amongst those people a lot of the time.
1: So when uh, I came to National Conference and I missed Sarah's talk because I wasn't there for the, uh, the DNA day, But the moment I met her, I thought, oh, my goodness, like in just the shortest amount of time I was absolutely taken aback by the amount of value that um, we had speaking together. And I'd just been speaking to another B&I member an hour earlier and about how he was saying that he was finding it really hard to articulate what he does. And then I walk into Sarah at the conference, who happened to be also a visitor host, surprise, surprise, if they haven't put people where they're completely meant to be. And, uh, and that particular person I was talking to is now working with Sarah and really grateful for the opportunity to do so. So if you're listening to the podcast, please reach out to our guests. They are BNI members. They're open to having one-to-ones and open to sharing their knowledge with you. And I hope lots and lots of people get to work with this beautiful lady. So Brent, what is your tip for the week?
0: Um, well, we've we've gone over time again today, but a short tip this week, uh, and I'd like to, sh- I'd like to share a, a quote, and it really fits well with what we're doing in B&I. Actually, I shared this today with our executive director meeting, and it's not whether that glass is half full or half empty, the glass is refillable. Yeah, love it. So we've got to really keep in mind that, and um, yeah, some people look at things both ways. But you know, in B and I, yeah, the glass is refillable, and uh, yeah, it comes down if we lose some people out of our chapters, we can just fill the glass again. There's plenty of people out there who want to be a part of a great organisation like we've got. So that's my tip for this week.
1: I love it and really important that we're always looking for fabulous new members who want to grow their business in a fun and exciting way with really great like-minded people. So if you're listening to this and you think that maybe B&I might be a great fit, remember you're not selling them a membership, you're selling them an opportunity to see a meeting and then let them uh, see the value in it for themselves. Thanks so much to our guest Sarah and also to Steve who will be making sure that everything runs smoothly today for the podcast. Thanks Brent and we'll do this again next week.